0: and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings, with terror and slaughter return.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Copybook Headings Podcast. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings, where every week we take an old proverb or maxim or saying, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it, see if there's still any 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 relevance to these old old sayings, and we can, if we can uh, glean any wisdom from them. So uh, I'm your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you?
0: I'm doing great today. How are you doing?
1: I am doing awesome. Uh, We've got an interesting proverb this time, a very, very common one, I think. One of our more common ones, I would say, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So This is one probably everybody knows and everybody's heard. Um, We like to kind of mix it up, and this is one that I picked, um, and we like to kind of mix it up with having some that are maybe a little less common, so you can kind of learn a new one. But then also, I kind of like to throw in ones that are are common as well. Sometimes just to just to remind us of the ones that are you know commonly used. But see if we can just break it down and learn anything new from it, maybe, or find out the origin. Sometimes is interesting and just uh, and and uh, kind of re- revive some of these that we maybe have I've heard growing up. But this is kind of one of those those that uh, falls into that category. I think. Um, I imagine you're pretty pretty familiar with this one, right, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. So uh, the proverb that we've chosen for this week is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Um, yeah. Very common one. So uh, this is one that I chose. I thought it was an interesting one. I have some uh, some experiences that uh, have kind of led me to believe this one is is true, but uh, we can break it down to see if, you know, if it's still relevant today. But um, what, what, what were your thoughts, Andrew, when I when I threw it at you? What, what were your what came to mind? Yeah,
0: This is one that I, I have, you know, I'm gaining more and more appreciation for every day, you know, every, in the, in the past few years, especially, it's just, uh, one that's, it's very prudent advice and something mm-hmm. worth remembering when you're, um, maybe wanting to, I get. I guess one thing that came to mind is, is the other one, you know, that don't, don't count your chickens before they hatch that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you don't want to get, you don't want to get ahead of yourself with, um, with your plans, with, um, you know, potential payoffs for, for things you kind of want to say, well, what I have right now is valuable because I have it in my hands right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I love this one and I think about it a lot.
1: Yeah. So it's just kind of the imagery of this one. What what comes to mind is, is bird hunting. I've been, I've been bird hunting mm-hmm. once I was, I went out pheasant hunting and yeah. you have these pheasants that'll hide in the bushes. Right. And so we'll have, you have to, you, usually when you are hunting fowl, you'll have a, a bird dog. And so we had this dog with us and he was sniffing out these birds and he, he would point, you know, like a dog will point with their nose. And he would point at these bushes and then we'd go over there and like kick the bush or something. And then like a pheasant would fly out and we'd shoot it. And so that's what this instantly came to mind is, hey, if you've already shot a pheasant and you've got one in your hand, would you trade it for potentially getting two more that maybe you could miss? Maybe you hit it, but then the dog loses track of it. It goes somewhere and you you can't find it. You know, so it's just there's an element of kind of just giving some caution of about risk, right? Because there's always some risk when there's something that's not a for sure thing.
0: Yeah. I, that, that's, uh, that's how I take this one. Um, and also have, you know, similar experiences, uh, bird hunting and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you just, it it can be even with, uh, even with a good dog, even with, uh, a, mm-hmm. a good shotgun, you're still, you're still going to miss a lot, right? You're still going to miss a lot yeah. of opportunities. Uh, they're going to fly the wrong way. They're going to, you're going to scare them too early. And so, yeah, it's way better to have the one in the pouch that you already got. <laughs> and like, if you had to trade that one for, for what might be out there in, in the bushes, no, I don't, you know, it's, it's a, it's a foolish idea. So, uh, and then this, that idea though, it, let me, let me talk about, about the origin here. Um,
1: sure. cause I think yeah.
0: it's, it's even more profound or, or substantial, um, so initially, this goes back to like the 1400s in, in mm-hmm. English. And so maybe you know, probably even older in other languages, uh, other traditions. But the the original one was, uh, I'll, I'll kind of translate from the, the middle English here. <laughs> but uh, it's more secure a bird in your fest than to have three in the sky above. Hmm. Um, and then within the next century, it got... Uh, transmitted as better one bird in hand than 10 in the wood. Mm. Um, and then into the 16, 1670 is kind of when it came into um, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And I was wondering, I thought it was interesting, like with the different numbers, um, but thinking farther back, with uh, how how much harder it was to hunt birds, you know? Yeah. Um, with a bow and like arrow or something. <laughs> with a bow and arrow, exactly. Yeah, like trying to shoot a bird out of the sky with a bow and arrow, and so yeah, one in hand is worth ten, even ten in the in the bush or in the sky, like because it it's a hard thing to get.
1: Yeah, I would so, imagine it, it reminds me of that other saying, uh, "Kill two birds with one stone," which always blew my yeah. mind. I'm like, "Have you ever tried killing one bird with one stone?" It's like impossible. <laughs> Kids try it all the time. Like, I guess maybe they were better at the sorts of uh, games back in those days. But but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, how risky or how difficult it is to obtain is gonna is gonna alter the the math a little bit there, I suppose. Uh, but but yeah, the, the principle is the same: that a for sure thing is worth more than something that has an element of chance or something that, uh, has some risk to it where it it might not pan out. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we, we see this all the time. I mean, there's, there's, uh, um, you know, in business, in your career, in, uh, just, could be, could be in relationships. Even when you have something for sure Human beings have, kind of have a tendency to oftentimes look at something, look for something bigger or better. No, nothing necessarily wrong with wanting that next job or wanting that next something, but you got to remember that the element of chance changes the equation a little bit. And uh, I think it's uh, this saying is trying to teach us that it it would be foolish to to to, to treat them as equals, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, I'm I'm making this much in my job now. But if I went after this other job, I could make more money. Well, yeah, yeah maybe go for that job, but don't quit your first, <laughs> your first job before you do it. Or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, that, that's just right. And and I think about this with finances too. I think we've talked in the past about kind of the 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 prudent, like Dave Ramsey uh, approach in particular, where yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of boring. Um, and a lot of time, and it goes counter, a lot of his advice goes counter to a lot of other financial advice, especially about borrowing money and stuff. Um, yeah. you know, people say, well, why would you pay off your mortgage when you could be, you could take that money and invest it and make more. And, and it's, and it's this principle exactly that he, that kind of he's talking about as well. If you, it's better to have your house paid off and, and then later on you can take some risk, but you'll have a house, right? Like you,
1: yeah.
0: um, it's, it's better to have that bird in the hand
1: you know that's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly one of the examples that I thought of that I was going to mention is that <laughs> kind of that it, the, the, the kind of the, the ramsey economics where I mean you can people have their different opinions and you can agree or not agree but what's important is when you're comparing what do I do with this money I have some money okay mm-hmm. should I pay off my house or should I invest it and keep the debt keep some debt on my house keep keep the mortgage? And you're like, well, my mortgage is at three percent, and I could get yeah. seven, eight percent in the market. That seems like a, a an easy choice, right? Go with the higher number, you know, yep. because because the 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 amount you're paying on the debt is smaller, you know, less than half maybe of the amount you could get back. But you have to account for risk, right? There's there's no risk in paying off your mortgage. Like you guaranteed, just put your put. However much your mortgage payment is, you just put that much in your pocket every month. Now you know because now you yeah. don't have to pay a mortgage. It is one hundred percent for sure, no risk at all. Whereas if you put it in the market, even if it's a relatively safe investment, it's still a bird in the bush to, to some extent, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I imagine that that uh, you know, regardless of how much risk there's going to be, uh, it's just it's just it's just something that you have to take into account.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's, um, yeah, something I, I played around with, uh, you know, like crypto, crypto stuff a, a while back. Yeah. And that was, and that's definitely a, a principle there too. Like a lot of people sure. trying to, trying to take extreme risks to, to make really big, really big profits. But, um, I don't know, having that, having a few thousand in, in your bank account or in a, something more safe, or even if you're in the crypto world, there's a lot safer options than others. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, you, you need to weigh that risk. It's it's not it's not nothing. There's a, kind of a, there's a. I mean, there there are people who who can put dollars amounts to that. You know, there are economists and and people who can factor that in and and do, but because it's real, it's it's a real risk. Um, now, what what about outside of you know, I think finance is, is the obvious um, thing that we both went to. But were there any other app um, ways that this applies that you that you thought of?
1: Um, well, I had a I had an experience uh, one time that I, I it's a it, it's still kind of related to finances. It's related to to career and business. Mm-hmm. But I I figured out you're right. I was running a I was running a sales team up in this little town up in Northern Arizona. It was a really pretty little town. Um, but uh, I was a sales manager. I had a little team and how the the pay structure worked was I, was, I would make a little bit of money on everything the team sold. Right. Yeah. And so the, the more the team sold, the more money I made. And since I was in a small market, I wasn't making the big, huge money that someone in my exact same role would be making if they were living in Chicago or, you know, New York yeah. or Dallas or something, you know what I mean? So my goal had always been, man, I got to get one of those other jobs and I'm willing to move anywhere. You know, if one of these jobs opens up in one of these big markets, I'm there. I, I'm re- I'm ready to go. And so uh, what happened was the company pivoted sharply and laid off their entire sales staff. Like the whole sales department that I was a part of just they shut it down. And so we all lost our jobs right away. And um and I was like, "Oh, you know, it was obviously a uh, rocky situation, but it was a profitable team. It was a profitable market. And so a bunch of competitors came knocking saying, Hey, mm-hmm. come work for us. And they even took, came to me and several of the the competitors said, Hey, we want you to come to our company and bring your whole team with you and stay yeah. right where you're at, you know, work in the same little town, but c- come over and we'll make it worth your while. And so, but I wanted that big city, right? <laughs> I I, I, I didn't want to stay in that little town. I wanted the, I wanted the big money somewhere else. And so some of them offered me a a large amount of money, like, um, like a sign on bonus that was substantial. And, um, and I turned it down. I turned down this big fat sign on bonus to stay in my little town. And I wasn't making terrible money. I was making okay money. It just wasn't the big, huge money that some of these other guys made. Yeah. And I took a job with another company that was like, Oh, we'll move you out to Florida to Orlando, which is a bigger city. And you can run the sales team over there. Long story short, it did not work. It was a disaster. <laughs> I had to move my family all across the country. Didn't work out well at all. We moved back and it was a mess. And I'm like, man, what if I could have had that big, huge down payment on my house or something with that money that the, that first company was offering me just to stay there and to continue making a decent amount of money to support my family. Yeah. Because I didn't listen, you know, I didn't listen to this whole wisdom that the bird in the hand that they were offering me right now a big check versus the potential of something bigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's something that's something I come across in in my industry, there's a lot of it with a uh, technical writing. Uh I I I work with a company that does it and specializes in it. Uh there's a lot of people who freelance doing it and um and you know, it's all it's often very tempting you look at the freelance uh, you know hourly hourly rate people charge their clients and i think well that's way more than i make um working working a salary at for the, for this other company that kind of you know loans me out to companies <laughs> to do the same work mm-hmm. but uh and so it's it's tempting to see see that as as a big um a big draw but but then you got to you remember all the the risk associated with that right like if you're out there you got to hunt down your own clients. You got to, um, get a deal with all the tax stuff. You got to take care of all your own, all your overhead, but, uh, the, the security of, of what you already have, um, you, you just gotta, you gotta remember, that. You gotta remember the, just yeah, you just gotta, you gotta appreciate the situation you have and, and how it, um, the unseen things that you might not be factoring in when you're looking at that big, that big paycheck that other people are getting.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you had asked earlier about, you know, aside from business or, or uh, investing or anything like that, are there other areas? I wonder if this has something to do with, we see a lot of young men nowadays kind of having a hard time settling down uh, kind of like a failure to launch almost. Uh, They, they, they have a hard time, you know, getting married, settling down, that sort of thing. And I've, I've yeah. talked to younger friends of mine, you know, younger men who are, who are, who are buddies of mine. And, uh, oftentimes I've heard of them like, you know, this, they don't want to, they have like a nice girlfriend or something there. They don't want to settle. They think there might be something better yeah. out there, you know? And, uh, I yeah, also yeah. think it's kind of silly. I'm just like, well, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your girlfriend seems great. Like, what, what are you doing? You know, but they're, they're constantly chasing something, you know, maybe I could find someone who's more perfect right? Yeah. Like if you could find a perfect girl, A, she probably wouldn't be interested in you, but you know, B, they don't exist. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, that's, that, that's another area that came to mind.
0: That's great. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. Like the, the fear of missing out, um, can really stop you from, from landing on, from landing on something, uh, that would be good for you. That would, that would work well for you, uh, whether it's relationships or, a career path or, yeah, I had this in, in college, like that, that idea a lot too of like, Oh, well, I can't really, you know, if I focus on, on one path academically, like that closes off a lot of doors for me otherwise. Right. Mm -hmm. Like every, every time you, you focus in on something, you're excluding other stuff and that's good. You need to do that, but it can be, it can, it can hurt to do that. Like it feels, it feels very limiting to, to close those doors. And I mean, eventually they, they get closed for you if you don't, but, um, you, you do need to, you need to focus.
1: Yeah. And, and we've talked about this before and, and it seems like a common theme that comes up on a, a lot of our episodes, but just that, uh, that process of aging of getting older and, and seeing your options just dwindle as you, as, as you get older. Um, and, uh, you know, we, youth is, is full of, full of this uh, kind of a freedom of everything is available to you. There's an option for everything. And that, and that does, that does close down, close down over time. And I think there comes a time in your life when you have to be mature enough to go, look, there's still some options out there, but, um, the, what I have is, is pretty valuable right now. And d- regardless of w- what the, what the math is, like we talked about those old earlier sayings, where it was 10 to one or two to one, it had better be substantially better. And the risk had better be pretty small to give up something good that you have to go jump in, at, out after something that's, you know, maybe not real, you know, maybe, maybe it's, yeah. it's, uh, and that's a lesson. I think, uh, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of young men especially have to learn the hard way.
0: Yeah. Have you, you know, I'm thinking about this in, in the sense of, uh, going from, you know, 10 in the bush to, to, two. Uh, mm-hmm. And the difference between that—that um, that math making sense being like the improvement of technology, and and like as a metaphor here, what um, you know, what kind of improvement in technology in 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 risk assessment in your life have have you? Because you you've made some career hops that I'm I'm guessing there've been some good ones. So at what point, you know, when you've in, in made those evaluations to to jump to those 10, to those 10 birds in the bush. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's the the process there? Like what, what, what oh, has yeah, your been, great experience been?
1: Yeah. So I, I had a, I, I've, I mean, I've, I've given up some birds in the hand before for, for more in the bush. Um, and sometimes it's worked out and sometimes it hasn't. Like I, I gave you one example of, yeah. of, um, when it didn't work out, but even before that, when I took the first, when I took that job to begin with, when I was running that sales team, um, I had a salaried position that was um, fairly comfortable. I mean, I wasn't making great money. I was kind of just a cubicle drone. Mm-hmm. And I had a buddy who was is, who is in like direct sales, um, commission only, no base salary, yeah, nothing, just go sell. And uh, I was like, oh man, I'm glad I don't have that guy's job until I started <laughs> seeing his new car and all that stuff. I'm like, what the heck? So I started talking to him about it, and he was making huge money. And um, so, at that point in my life, I thought about it and talked to my wife about it, and you know, kind of prayerfully considered it. And uh, I did make the make the make the jump. I quit the I quit the the uh, the salaried position, and I went after this. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I did account for risk. I was like, look, I, I'm going to give myself this much time. We've got some mm-hmm. savings. I'm going to work harder than I've ever worked. I'm going to, you know, basically just find uh, my, my buddy who's successful. I'm just going to follow him around for the first little while and just figure out every single thing he does. I'm gonna do the exact same thing. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I jumped and I, I was able to get the, get the two birds in, in that case. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to be analytical about it. I would say you have to, you have to be able to, to, uh, be realistic about what, what, what you can do and what you can't do. And just because somebody's, you know, there's what's possible. There's what's average. And then there's, there's the low side, right? So you kind of have to figure out, okay, what's, what's worst case scenario here. What's mid middle of the pack. And and where do I think I'm going to stack up in this? And what, what do you, what do I realistically think I can achieve? And so, yeah. um, yeah, that's kind of what I did.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I just wanted to, wanted to make sure we covered, uh, some, su- some uh one some of the times when it's good to uh to to take those chances and, and and the uh you know the analytical process that goes into that so thanks for thanks for indulging me there
1: yeah no no problem i i, I think it's important I'll, I'll sorry if i cut you off but um i wanted to just point out one last thing that the saying doesn't say like never give up your hand, your bird right yeah. it just says yeah. like the the one you have is worth probably double or more of the one you don't have. So just be real careful. It had better be a real big payoff and it better be a pretty, pretty sure thing for you to, for you to jump out of something, something safe. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. That, like that the,
0: the original one, that original one, it's more secure, you know, a bird in your, in your fest,
1: you know? Yeah. So
0: that, that's for sure. You know, it is more secure, it, whether or not it's better is a, is a value judgment, but it is more secure to have the one that you already have.
1: Yeah maybe it's better to pay off debt at 3% than it is to try to get an investment at six. Right. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. is it two to one? Is it three? I don't know, but uh, it kind of, kind of depends on the, on the situation, but it's certainly the, 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 the the decision with no risk is certainly more value than a one-to-one trade of something that has risk. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well um, we're about that time in the podcast where we start talking about you know what's the what's the converse to this? What's the flip side? Uh, is uh is uh, is society does society agree with this, or are they kind of pushing back on the, the gods of the marketplace on this one, where they where they give us a different message? Do you think?
0: Um, <clears throat> well, I, like most of most of them, and most of uh, in accordance with my curmudgeonly outlook on life, uh, I'd say that uh, society doesn't really appreciate this one quite as much but like like Mm -hmm. the last one we talked about i think individually people do value this for the most part or at least it's in the back of their head when they are Mm -hmm. um when they're making decisions so but yeah i mean it's um you know people want to trade up to the to the next big shiny thing they want to they want to do the next thing they want the next car the next house and uh get bored with the job. They want the new job. Uh, so there, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure in society to, to, to go for what you don't have and, and not appreciate as much what you do have for sure.
1: Yeah. Well said, I will add though, your curmudgeonly outlook is very popular. I think that's one of the reasons people <laughs> listen to this, this podcast is to hear Andrew's <laughs> curmudgeonly outlook on life. So keep it up, give the people what they want. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, uh, I, I do, I do think we hear a lot of the opposite of this in terms of follow your passion, chase your dreams, you know, mm-hmm. quit the job, go chase down, down your, whatever. Um, yeah. you know, li- life isn't a storybook and it's not a, it's not a rom-com movie. You know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> r- real life is real life and it can hit you in the face real hard. So y- yeah. you. Um, you know, you want to make sure that uh, about what you're doing. And, and like we talked about, be a little analytical, assess the risk and understand that uh, there's, there's safe bets and there's risky propositions. And, and uh, the, um, the, the math has to add up. It has to be a, a big enough payout to make it worth the risk. The risk had better be small enough or manageable enough. And ideally you would have some sort of backup plan, some sort of saving, some sort of safety net where if it's not going to work out for you, you're going to be okay Uh, anyway. I mean, I wouldn't recommend a second mortgage on the house to invest in some new altcoin, probably. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I'm
0: trying to think of, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of times with these kinds of things, you can, there's great examples. You can see people, there's people, you know, who, who made impulsive decisions that's turned out badly. But I think, even with that, you know, people have a tendency to, to try and ignore it. Right. Like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like the people who, who do quit their job to, to follow their dreams, you know, maybe there, there's, there are some every now and then who, who make it, but you see the ones who don't and have a lot of trouble for it. Um, or people who decide, you know, maybe they're, they're dissatisfied with their marriage and, are a little too casual throwing it away and um yeah. and then turn out that the prospects after after a divorce aren't aren't great um and so but p- people kind of are it's just human nature i guess to to say that those kinds of things can't happen to you if you make those types of decisions yourself um i'm just trying to think of a way to to, to keep, keep your eye on the prize there with, with those types of decisions. Um, but I'm not coming up with a good one. I think it's just something you have to, to check yourself with.
1: Yeah. I was thinking as you were saying that too, I'm not, I, I don't know if a good answer. exact Exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe just some gratitude ha- ha- comes along with it. Um, I think lack of gratitude is a huge problem. And we, we've talked about this a bunch of times. I think it's, mm-hmm. a lot of these same principles are going to keep coming up over and over. But when you're not grateful for the things that you have and you start looking at the bird in your in your pouch and you're like, man, that thing looks a little scrawny. It's not very big, you know, this, that, and the other. <laughs> My friend last week, he got this big fat, you know, goose or whatever. And I have this little teeny quail or whatever. So uh, yeah, I mean, just being grateful for what you have because when you have that lack of gratitude, I think you're much more likely to just throw it away just be like, well, what I have stinks anyway, so let me go get something really good. Uh, And you might end up with less than what you had to begin with.
0: Yeah, I think like uh, it's easier, at least for me to conceptualize um, the kind of lifestyle difference by looking looking back to previous generations, you know, everyone, well, I don't know everyone, but uh, most people have have like a family history you can go back like the stories grandparents or great-grandparents have told about the pretty humble circumstances they lived in um, you know when you go back far enough and, and no one had a you know indoor plumbing kind of thing and and so yeah. to, to I think that that helps me appreciate you know where I'm at and even if if I were to face some setbacks uh, I'd still have it pretty good compared to, to the people who came before me, and and trying to, to to be happy with what I've
1: got. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, uh, I recently had a had a surgery done on my neck because I was I had a bad had a bad disc, and uh, and I was just kind of grateful for, the the technology to be able to do that. If, it, if that had been two hundred years ago, I mean, I would have just gotten more and more decrepit in my 40s, yeah. you know, until yeah. I couldn't move anymore. And then I'd die in my 50s or 60s. or something. I don't know. You know, what did people do back then when they had a, you know, a, a problem like that? Nothing. They just, you know, and so the, the, uh, yeah, looking back, I think can really be helpful for your gratitude and to, to, to help understand that, uh, that, you know, you really are living in this time, pretty, pretty blessed in a lot of ways. And so that gratitude, I think is huge towards uh, helping you understand the value of the things that you do have and yeah. not trying to compare it so much with everybody else. Comparison's a huge one. Uh, we didn't really talk about that, but, um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Comparison. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We kind of, kind of touched on it here and there, but yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That just the keeping up with the Joneses idea and, um, and, and that's that's something that uh, i think my mother used to mention you you never know you never really know other people's circumstances right it can look like maybe the neighbors are doing great maybe they are or maybe they're up to their eyeballs in in credit card debt and they're just kind of financing a lifestyle you never know so it's best not to to worry about what they're doing and, and trying to compare yourself to what they're doing
1: yeah. hundred percent. And, and honestly, maybe if, maybe they are killing it financially, but maybe there's other mm-hmm. problems in their life. I mean, I, there are certain yeah. things that in my life that are going well with my family or with my relationships that I wouldn't trade for a whole bunch of more money, you know? Yeah. So, um, and, and those are, those can be hard to see, you know, just having, uh, or even your physical health. I, I, I'd been battling with chronic pain for a long time. I think a lot of people just didn't even know it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to sit around moaning and, and making a big deal about it, but, but my wife knew cause I'd come home and want to lie down and I was just, you know, had been hurting. So, uh, yeah, be grateful for what you have. If you have your health, be thankful for it. If you've got, you know, good relationship, be thankful for it. If you've got enough money to, to sur- to survive, be thankful for it. And before you throw it away, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> uh, make sure you do- make sure that, uh, that you're valuing it properly and, uh, and doing the math because a bird in the hand's worth two in the bush. Well said. All right well thanks for listening everybody we'll wrap it up there uh please check us out on uh, on our substack and uh our social media pages we're on twitter slash x whatever and instagram and uh we will see you guys next week thanks for listening
0: see you later there are only four things right, certain since social progress began that the dog returns to his vomit that the sow returns to her mire, and the burned, fool bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire, and that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the will hide with terror and slaughter